Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to a new week or weekend of Am I Worthy, the podcast. We are finishing up our series of What Do I Do When? Go back and listen to the other episodes. Your first time tuning in. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I love you already. Keep tuning in every single week. All right, so question of the day. What do I do when I need to leave? I need to get out of a situation I need to get out of what I thought would happen. I need to get out of the situationship. I need to get out of, oh, an engagement. What do I do when I need to get out? Hmm. So that's, this is a really deep question. And with this episode and kind of the last episode or any episode that I post, I would advise you to pray and seek God's guidance and discernment of what you should do, okay? I'm only a person. I'm a human being in everything. And so do not follow my voice before God's voice. If God's telling you to stay in something, stay in a marriage, stay in a, in a situation, stay in whatever. If God is giving you the green light to stay, then you can still listen to this episode while also uh, just don't, don't do what I say, don't, don't do what I say to do. And that's with anything, any platform that I have, whether it's on Instagram or this, I would advise you, whatever you listen to, whether it's me or someone else, seek God's direction, seek God's guidance. Cause with this episode, um, it's for who it needs to be for, but it is not for someone who wants a reason to be disobedient to God, um, what he has said to stay. Okay. And so Let's hop into this topic of what do I need to, to do when I get out? Um, real quick, let's go to story time real quick for me. Cause this is, mm, this is just, this is, this is just a very heavy episode, honestly. Okay. So a couple years ago, and this of course before I received salvation, which was three years ago, right? Cause once I received salvation, I hadn't dated or kissed another man or anything. Right. And so before before this time, I was actually in a relationship for not even a long time, just a, maybe, it was maybe a couple months. I know it was under three months because I've never been with one one dude um, over that time, like in a relationship. In a situationship, yes, but not in a relationship. Okay. And so one weekend he came to visit me at JMU College. I went to, whoop, whoop, if you go to JMU, whoop, whoop, JMU Dukes. <laughs> All right, and so he had visited me. He had visited me at JMU, and for some reason, I just have this feeling. Let me go through your phone. Pause real quick. The first point for today. I, this is not even in the points, but this is a personal point. If you have to go through someone's phone, or if you have a feeling like you need to go through someone's phone, and I'm talking about from a place where it's you just have this gut gut feeling. I'm not talking about um from a place of insecurity, a place of pride, from a place of just self-doubt or something like that. I'm talking about like you are secure, you're confident in who you are, and you just really have this feeling to go through someone's phone. That is just a problem within itself, right? Because that just in itself just displays a lack of not being able to trust someone, but then also it just... It just shows so much. So that's red flag number one. All right, so back to when I was with this dude. So I was in a relationship with him, he visited me, like I said, and I had the feeling go through the, to go through his phone. And I'm a person that uh, I don't want to have to go through your phone, honestly. Like, I just don't want to do it. I just feel like I'd rather just not be in a relationship versus having to always check up on someone. Because 
my my future boyfriend, my future whatever, you're like that person is not my child. They're my significant other, right? But that's just how I feel. And so I go through, I go through, and so then uh, that day he, the first day he had came was a Friday, and I'm thinking, okay, how do I go through his phone or whatever? Like I'm feeling this, and oh my goodness, this man was not the brightest in the world, not the brightest light bulb. So. I had tried to get him to connect to some speaker, right? And his phone was sitting on the table and I asked him, oh, what's your passcode? And the dummy gives it to me. Oh my goodness. And so that's how I got, um, that's how I got the code his phone. So later that night he goes to sleep and I go through this man's phones. I see Jasmine. I see this. I see this. I see this. You know, like the DMX song where he's like, Latoya, the good, the 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 Y'all, that's what this man's phone was like. And oh my goodness, this man is laying next to me. And I am like, oh, in my head, I'm like, you know, this is before I was Christian. In my head, I'm like just going off and everything. And then go to my friends um, that, that live two, do- two, two floors down from me because I was in freshman dorms. And they're like, Gabby, what? Da, 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 do this. Then I call my brother and he's like, you know, just leave it or whatever, right? Don't don't try to use someone. Because they told me, well, they told me, or, or I had said, you know what? I'm going to have this man take me out to eat and do all this different stuff, buy me this stuff or whatever, and then I'm going to break up with him tomorrow. And thank God that didn't happen because it's just using someone or doing something like that. It's just, it's childish. That's the only way I can say it. It's just very childish. We don't have to use people. So later the next day, right, with this dude, um, he wakes up and then he, Oh, oh, he made me so mad when he did this. This man surprises me with breakfast, right? Um, and then when he comes back, I'm like, oh, thank you. Yeah, like I just straight up just had an attitude because I was just done. I was just just done at that point. And so this man, uh, you know, it's just like, oh, what's going on, whatever. And I just said, hey, we done. Like I, I literally said it just like that. I said, we're done. And he's like, what? Or um, at first he was just calm about it. And he's like, oh, I'm about to walk out. I'm about to drive back to 7-5 because that's where he lived. Right. And then he comes back in the room two minutes later. And he's like, mm, I actually don't want to leave yet. And so he's sitting at my desk and I'm sitting on my bed. Right. And uh, I'm like, OK, I'll give you a little while. And then he starts to go on this sprout of, oh, you know, oh, I've been faithful. The only reason that I cheated was because he he was cheating on me, duh. And so he goes, the only reason that I cheated on you was because um you you're not home as much and you're not uh oh I gotta be aware of my listeners. You're not giving me what I want when I want it because you are not in close proximity. If you understand what I'm saying, yes, I'm talking about that. Um, but only because I, like, I wasn't, um, living close, like close to him basically. Right. And so that real quick, real quick, real quick. If someone ever tries to make you feel terrible about your body size, about, um, how much, uh, sex or whatever that you, you're given, whatever you need to let, you need to let that go. And then also you need to realize that somebody does not define you. A man doesn't define you. Money doesn't define you. I don't define you. No one defines you except for God, right? God is definition. Um, God is perfection and everything. Mm. And so, okay, back to the story. And so then, like I said, he was going through this spiel of, 
oh, I'm, but then I'm sorry. But then, oh, I cheat on you because of this. But then, oh, well, this and that or whatever. And it just got to a point where I just said, okay, you need to leave. Like you, you just, you just really need to leave. And then he basically just slams the door and leaves. And of course we didn't mess around. For me personally, this is me. I'm a person, you got one time to cheat on me and I'm done. I'm just done. If I'm in a relationship with you cheating, I can't imagine if we're going to be married together. That's just me. Um, and so, yeah, it's hard to leave. Some, it might be hard to leave someone because I understand some of y'all had been, like I said, you've been invested to someone a lot longer or whatever. Um, while also at the same time, you got to know who you are. That's the first point for today. Like you need to know who you are. If you don't know who you are, you will let someone, anyone tell you who you are. You will let someone who mistreats you to continue to mistreat you. You will come home again and again and again to abuse, whether it's emotional, the way this person speaks to you or talks to you, whether this is even a parent, you will allow anyone to continue just to talk to you any type of way. You are not a dog. You are not um, a B word, whatever this person calls you or whatever, right? God within God, like God says within his word of how you are beautifully and wonderfully made. If you don't believe that and you feel like you can't believe that, maybe you need to separate yourself. And when I say separate yourself, maybe you need to find a friend who you can stay with a couple of days. Maybe if this person is very abusive, you need to find someone who's just a friend and just say, oh, I'm staying a couple of days with this person and then make that finito, make it complete or whatever. Don't go back to the same cycle of abuse, 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 because Oh, we've done this together, you know? Oof, this, mm, this episode different, okay? And so that's, maybe that's something you need to do. And then another way for you just to get out of something toxic, something abusive or whatever is to prepare to leave. Um, but also do not allow that preparedness to make you stay. I repeat prepare to leave while also do not make that preparedness make you stay so what do I mean by this if you just keep saying "Mm, when May hits I'm going to do this when June hits I'm going to do this or whatever you keep just uh, waiting and waiting and waiting and it's not like oh I'm waiting on the Lord but it's no it's like no I'm just waiting and making procrastination an excuse which really is what procrastination is it's just an excuse Honey, you need to get yourself on board. You got children or wherever um, they go to school or whatever. I don't know if they can go to different schools or something like that. But prepare well, prepare to leave or whatever. Just prepare to do that, right? Because you, your child continues to grow up in an abusive household, whatever. Do you not know the implications of your actions? And I, yes, I said your. I didn't say the person who's who's abusive. I said your. You choosing to stay. You choosing just, oh, if we stay together or whatever, then my kid gets to see a two-parent household. The number one thing you should want for your, your child is for them to receive salvation, for them to know who God is. While also with that, don't you want them to see a woman or whomever who is just so on fire for God, who, who follows God before anything else, not a person. uh, And that's, that's really quick. A person is not before God. If you are with someone and they are putting themselves in the place of God, or they are saying that I'm your God, I'm your Lord or whatever, they are trying to miss, uh, what's, what's the word? Like misapply or just mess up scripture to just fit whatever they want. You need to get out. 
That's just straight up, period. If someone is referencing something from the Old Testament and use it to abuse you, honey, that is not love. That is abuse. Point blank, period. Mm. Put that in fine ink because it is. And then also, if you, you're trying to prepare to leave over budget, which you think your expenses or um, whatever. If you have a friend who lives in a big home, just ask, just ask, hey, can I stay with you? Y'all, you don't know what people will do for you until we open up, until we ask. Like, you just don't know. You don't know, you don't know. And so if you don't ask, the answer is no. So if you have a person close to you, whether they're family, maybe they are church family, maybe you met this person a week ago and you just know that God's telling you to ask them, but your heart keeps beating and beating and beating because you don't want to be a burden to them. Yo, just ask because you just don't know. Even if that person can't house you or something like that, they can probably, they they would, they could most likely, I'm thinking, is connect you with someone who could. So you got to, even if, yes, be scared, but ask despite the scare, the scaredness, right? Just ask. Ooh, y'all, mm, goodness. Okay, and so that's what that's something else to do is prepare and over budget. When if you have, say, for instance, you think that okay, I have a two bedroom I need to get, and I have a son with me, right? A son with like really cute hair, and his hair products cost money. Then over budget, okay, how much can I afford for rent? How much can I afford for rent? And then set that budget, but then also with utilities or whatever, say you've been out of work for a couple of years or you have no idea what the bills cost because you were with someone for years and he paid all the bills or whatever person, right? Start to think, okay, utilities, call your local water company or uh, yeah, like water and sewer company, electricity. Okay. What is the average amount for this property? I don't know how it is in uh, different places, but I know personally for where I live in Harrisonburg, Virginia, is that when we call uh, our water sewer place or electricity place, whatever, what, they're, they're, they're two different places. But when we call one of them and we give them the exact location, they're able to give um, city data basically of the average cost of utilities per month. And they, they even tell you, um, yeah, per month. They don't just they don't just tell you about a year, but they say per month. So do that. Uh, call your local or sewer company, electricity company, if it's separate, and ask them, okay, what is the amount of money for this property? Um, do that. You got it. I know it's hard sometimes to get out of a situation while also uh, allow God to lead you. And um, remember back to last episode that I said, Luke 9, and it says that Jesus, uh, Jesus said to them, and Jesus said to them, he told them, take nothing for the journey. This is Luke 9, 3. Take nothing for the journey. No staff, no bag, no bread, no money, no extra shirt. Mm. Real quick. I was a disciple. I be like, what? Not even extra shirt? Oh, we really deep up in this thing called faith. <laughs> All right. And then Luke 9, 4 says, Whatever house you enter, stay there until you leave that town. If people do not welcome you, leave their town and shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. So they, which is talking about the disciples, set out and went from village to village, proclaiming the good news and healing people everywhere. Mm, what is the good news? Jesus lived his perfect, sinless life. He lived for me. He died for me. He rose up three days later. Mm, so good. All right. And so... Dude, that's what you got to do. You know, you got to know it's all for a testimony. But then also, the best testimony maybe could be someone coming to salvation despite your test, your trial. You never know. You never know. And 
So something this week for you to do is go back, listen to these steps and everything of what to do. But then also study, just study so much of how Jesus lived, of how he traveled, right? When I'm, re- I'm kind of at a part of time when I'm, I'm kind of like, for instance, for me, right? Recently, like with reading the Bible, whatever, it's like, mm, you know, I want to know about this. I just have so many different questions of everything of um, just travel or like maps and stuff like that of looking within the Bible. When I look at how um, in Judea, which was Jerusalem and Bethlehem, it's like South, right? So it's like Southern, right? Um, that was in the South. And then Caesarea Philippi is up at the north, like closer to Syria or whatever. Jesus traveled a lot, a lot, a lot of miles, and it's before cars and everything. Jesus traveled so many different miles and everything, right? And that he was crossing different borders and everything from Samaria to um, Decapolis, um, Padilla, um, Judea, Galilee, um, Syria. Like there were just so Phoenicia. There were so many different borders and uh, countries and everything, right? That Jesus crossed. Maybe God is. Maybe within reading the Bible or whatever your prayer time, maybe God might reveal the next move of where he wants you to move, whether it's Texas, whether it's another state, maybe um, through leaving this toxic situation that God might be preparing you to move somewhere. You might not want to move there, but that doesn't, but our discomfort is never a reason to be disobedient to God. Never. It's hard. It's a hard pill to swallow, even for me. But our discomfort is not a reason to be disobedient to God, right? And then back to like what I said with this challenge for the week is really look at the places that Jesus traveled even before he told his disciples, right? So before Jesus sent his disciples out and everything, there's so much that he taught them, right? And then also back to the places he lived. So let's start in at the top right, um, where he was in Capernaum, um, healing the center and servant. Go back a couple episodes, because I talked about this, and then in Galilee, right, um, when you go, kind of, it's like, kind of to the right of, um, Capernaum, or like, kind of like south more than to the right, so Capernaum, right, when, uh, my favorite, one of my favorite, uh, oh, my favorite, favorite, uh, just Bible stories is how um, Jesus healed these demons um, when there were so many demons in these one to two men, right? And they just lived just so far away. They lived in tombs. They lived so far away from city and everything. You read that. And then maybe you read of how Jesus calmed the storms and he just asked his disciples about like their faith. Um, and then maybe read a little bit more of when Jesus crossed the other side of the lake when he healed Jairus's daughter when he multiplied the two loaves in the five fish. Jesus is a Jesus is a multiplier. He is a supplier, but he's also a multiplier. Mm, come on, that sounds like a whole book chapter one day. That sounds so good. Mm. <laughs> Jesus is a multiplier and supplier. Um, and then also look at how uh, the woman who bled for 12 years. That passage might be short, but it's a lot of juice to it. It's a lot to learn. Y'all, the Bible has layers. I'm telling you. With the Bible having so many layers, there's no reason why well, we should be ever be bored. You know? We just aren't in our Bibles enough when we get bored. Yeah. I said we. Because it's me too. <laughs> All right, y'all. 
I love you. That's that's those were some tips of what do you do when you need to get out. And so I encourage you, like I said at the beginning of this episode, to use God's discernment. Um, ask God for wisdom and everything. Uh, real quick before I go, within James, he talks about how we can ask God for wisdom, for He gives it without reproach. Right, like He doesn't fuss at us or get mad at us or whatever. Like, ask Him. Ask God, what do you want me to do? Um, and then also God might not audibly speak to you through a voice. He might use someone to speak to you and everything, or might just be walking up to a place, a mall, a wing spot. I don't know. Yeah. So I love you, honey. If you need to leave, do it. Um, use God's, use the wisdom that God's giving you. All right. And so I love you so much and I'll see you next week. Good night.